everybody. Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast on the internet. Prove me wrong. Uh, we are here to <laughs> delve deep into the series Heart to Heart and find out whether or not it is a quality television show. Spoiler alert, it is. Um, but, you know, you can debate us if you want. I'm Eric Blood. I am the diehard romantic. Mm, I'm Ellen Ito. I'm the devoted lover. And I'm Joe Garber, and I'm the expectant virgin. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking not dubious at, anymore. Looking about two months expectant. <laughs> yeah, I've had, a, I've had a taste and I'm ready for more. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about the episode titled Death in the Slow Lane. Death in the Slow Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you want to tell us what this episode's about in a minute? I do want to tell you. All right. <clears throat> we start the episode with Jonathan Hart in London. He's buying a gift for Jennifer's birthday. And there he tries to buy this car and it's really expensive. And he gets in a bidding war, war with a bizarro version of the Hearts, These this couple from England. <laughs> they try to outbid him. They, he outbids them and they ship the car back to America for Jennifer to disappointedly get the car and realize that it's actually a gift for Jonathan. There's also a gov- government agency tracking the movement of this car. Those people shoot the guy who sold Jonathan the car and then go to America and try to buy the car from Jonathan for more than he offered to pay for it in the first place, which doesn't really make sense to me. But anyways, they go to a car show, uh, like an antebellum car show. Uh, they get in a car chase in the slow lane. Uh, the people, Oh, they find out that the car is actually a government satellite, like a government tracking thing. The CIA shows up to get it back from them, but the bizarro versions of the hearts killed them. Then they get in a fight in the garage and then they win. And then the end, <laughs> yep the, the, it sounds about right <laughs> ellen you want to give it a go that was hard i got lost yes i do um because i don't have a choice not to okay um all right let's do this uh it starts out in london where jonathan does what every husband and or heterosexual male partner ever does which is buy something for himself um, which he is pretending to give as a gift to his wife so he wants to buy her this really dumb, uh, super old car that's in a showroom and a guy that looks like Douglas Fairbanks Jr. sells in the car. <laughs> and then this weird malevolent couple wearing fedoras comes in and they're like, whoa, we want to buy the car. Then they're super rude. She steps on his foot and then they show up in America after Jennifer gets the car and she's like, this sucks. I hate this. And I remember when Jonathan got me tickets to the Rams for my birthday. This is all about him and I'm mad. And then um, the weird couple comes to their house and they all drink and they're like, ha ha ha, we want to offer you a billion dollars for this car. And they're like, There's something weird about the car which by the way is a lemon because it broke down on the freeway and then max is like i think you can use the car to pick up women and then they go to a weird thing and then somebody comes and it's a satellite and then they kill the cia agent and then i don't know what else happens after that yeah yeah wow you You guys you had six seconds to spare nice job (laughs) you you could have slowed down a little bit yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry i I wasn't in the slow lane (laughs) (laughs) the episode does end on a weird freeze frame yeah Um, this is a weird one yeah for sure okay i experience a rising panic because of how i always go over (laughs) yeah I, i i know the feeling and i'm about to experience it myself all right okay mm-hmm Jonathan Hart goes to the Wee Britain neighborhood of Los Angeles to buy a really old car uh, from this guy. This other couple wants the car. They offer weird amounts of money in a the worst negotiation I've ever seen. Jonathan ends up taking the car and flying back to uh, Brentwood from Wee Britain, Los Angeles. <laughs> the car shows up on a dock. He gives it to Jennifer. She fucking hates it. It's her birthday, by the way. Um, she hates the car. She's mad at him. The uh, weird half-British couple shows up at their house, offers them uh, $80,000 for the car. Oh, wait, no. Jonathan paid $80,000 for it. They offer him $100,000. They meet at a classic car rally. They offer... Uh, dude offers <laughs> her $125,000, and the woman offers Jonathan her pussy. And uh, <laughs> then they they take the car apart because it's not really a classic car. It's a satellite or a radar. <laughs> Wow. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about the power of pussy moment. Dude. That was crazy. That was... There 
Okay, so this episode... Some dirty jokes in this, <laughs> this episode. This episode was dirty. like... A, it's dirty, yeah. The, t- the topic, the, like the subject of it and the story were like a kid's show. Like it was like a children's story. So they threw in all this weird sex stuff mm-hmm. that was, I mean, not inappropriate for the hearts, but right. inappropriate. Yes, like, there was some weird for family shit television. Going on. Yeah, well, it wasn't it's it's evening television evening for television. Well, my well, there's there's those direct moments where people are just saying doing it. Yes, Yo. so and that <laughs> we all that forgot seems- about. That scene. Mm. So the fur we, coat scene. Yeah, we all forgot Jennifer at the end. It's it's Jonathan's birthday at the end of the episode, and she brings in a pack a present, and it's a fur coat. And he opens it. And she, she he's like, "This is for you," and she's like, "Yep, it's for me." And then he like wears it, and then he's like, "Oh, it's no, it's actually for me." Like, oh, and he wears it. Yeah, he wears it. He well, wears it. Uh, yeah, talking about and britches says, and glitches, and she says, "You're." She do- says, "Jonathan, you're doing it to me again." You know something? What? That's all I think about. And then freeze frame and the episode ends. Yeah. And my face, I was shocked. <laughs> it was like, I was a little shocked. So last <laughs> night we watched it. And it's Joe pretty fell, bald. <laughs> yeah. I fell asleep again. <laughs> Joe fell asleep again last night when we were watching it. So when that happened, I like looked over at a sleeping body with, with this look of like, what? <laughs> and then uh, I looked at you today when we rewatched it. <laughs> the dirtiest joke, though, I thought was. Remember, divide and conquer. Just don't divide too far, darling. Because she's talking about the girl's legs, because she's like very insecure about him cheating on her with this. She crazy, is weirdly insecure. Super insecure about for some reason. Like she knows he's not going to fuck her. Yeah, but she says don't divide too far because he's, she's talking about her legs, and I was like, oh, that's like really weird and visceral. <laughs> so I I didn't hate this episode, but <laughs> but it's not a good one. But I, I didn't hate it. I so I liked that Jennifer's wit is fully back in this one. Like mm-hmm. she had all the best mm-hmm. lines. Mm-hmm. She was super funny. Mm-hmm. She was really, I, it's, I hate that this is like a gay man thing of like, I like a woman who's angry or I like, I like a woman who's like <laughs> su- thank suffering you. in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but damn it. If Jennifer Hart really didn't like knock that out of the park with some great one liners against Jonathan with her disdain for the really ugly car. It's yeah. The car looks like uh, a ride at Disneyland. Like it yes. looks like it's mm-hmm. it's glued onto a spinning thing at Disneyland. It's really <laughs> garbage. Actually, more like Knott's Berry Farm. Like probably right around the exact totally. same time. I think it's way more Knott's Berry. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? Because for me, I don't think I make too big a deal of my own birthday. But you know, like I'm into it in a, I think a normal adult way. <laughs> a normal way to be into birthdays but do you guys either have you ever had uh significant others that pull that jonathan hart garbage shit with the gifts and or have are you the person that pulls the shit with the gifts like, um, are you i've done that before but it's been mutually beneficial like i've i bought joe a playstation 4 yeah and <laughs> it was kind of a gift to both of us yeah i because well because i wanted to watch you play yeah, game. So it was for me. I, for I got him. us a trip to Mexico City too for yes. your birthday. So yes. that was like also a gift for me. I wasn't just going to send him to Mexico City. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's only for you. Yeah. Uh, so I've. I mean, I've done. I've never. I don't think I've ever done it that blatantly, where it's like this is literally mm-hmm. mine. Yeah. It really reminded me of when Homer Simpson got Marge a bowling ball. Yes. And it's like engraved and it says Homer on it, I think. <laughs> it's a classic, it's a classic trope. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen, Ellen, or have you ever done it? I don't think I've ever done it. I don't think I've ever been with somebody who gives me things that they want for themselves. I've been with people who just you know, and and they've admitted to this, like they just don't quite understand how to find a good gift. Like just classic like stereotypical trope where like you're frantically asking like the shop girl or whatever, what lady like or something, you know, like that. Brazier's. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also think I'm kind of, I mean, I'm way, I've blown way past that place where you just kind of like, do I want it? I get that shit for myself. Cause who else is going to get it for me? Mm. Nobody. Is somebody here reading my mind? No, nobody's here, Ellen. It's just you and another birthday. But um, 
this year I was actually <laughs> going to go to Mexico City for my birthday. I was oh, going to take myself, take myself to Mexico City. The sad thread continues. Um, and now maybe mm. even sadder because ain't nobody going to Mexico City right now. Uh, but I'm still going to have my birthday. So here's to me. Here's to you. Here's to Ellen. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Not in Mexico, in America. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, and then Jennifer also has to, to deliver this car. She used to drive it. I, I looked it up. It's 20. <laughs> she says it's in San Pedro docks, right? A dock in San mm-hmm. Pedro. Yeah. And it's 25 mm-hmm. miles away from the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> I think 25 <laughs> or 35, maybe even. Yeah. Which would take like, I don't know, eight hours in there's, that car. <laughs> there's some directional issues with this episode yeah. because I could not believe that she said the airport's got to be at least 25 miles from here. You know where the airport is. Yeah. You're well, a jet setter. You maybe, know where the airport is and you know exactly yeah. you're you're in LA. But she was in a garage that she was <laughs> had never been to before. Right. She's in Max's I, friend Charlie's garage. I don't care. Like this if you live in LA, you yeah. know exactly how far the airport is from you no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you're smart enough to fly out of Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> but as the crow flies cuz it would have to fly over Griffith Park. <laughs> um that's the place where people have bizarre uh, old timey car rallies yes. with lots of picnic food. That's, that scene was my nightmare. That scene was my nightmare. Oh, I was thinking life. like if this is what actual classic car shows were like, I would go to them. <laughs> oh no, no. I feel like like the picnic menu. It just seemed like everything was from that moment in time where everyone's like, "Oh, do not die of the dropsy, my dear." You know, where <laughs> yeah. a straw hat and all that shit. And I was just like, I wonder what they're serving at the picnic. Like they're serving like a silver plated punch bowl of like floating islands, that disgusting old timey dessert. And then they're like, "Do you want some candy?" And it's those weird things that taste like root beer, but. Ooh. What are those oh, called? Yeah. Root beer barrels? Whorehounds? Whorehounds. Whorehounds? Never well, I do know Jennifer was eating fried chicken. She was? Yeah, she was. She, she had was? A, she had a plate with two fried chicken drumsticks. In that dress? Yeah. Wow. Was she um, wearing gloves? I don't think so. Was she? She was wearing a corset. Ugh. She sure was. She was wearing a real corset. The Okay, uh, fashion? Yeah, that I loved those outfits. I hated her. I hated all the women's outfits in that. I, what? Because I, I think that is a horrible look. I I don't oh, think that's a good look. I loved it. I'm uh, a, I, I loved and it. it and it really felt. You don't know, like pre pre suffrage women's wear? Is not no, I sure. don't. Well, it, no, that's not true. I like it when it's black, but I don't like it when it's what? Uh, cotton candy colored. I don't like that Knott's Berry Farm uh, women with parasol in a lavender fucking giant cupcake gown i don't like that look that's crazy i do however like wool pants with suspenders because they make a butt Mm -hmm. say hello and i here we go well that's all i'm gonna say about about the butts uh well for now jonathan looked good in that outfit (laughs) jonathan was cute in that out i like that outfit the men's the men's outfits were cute they were cute the other couple was was like aging out of newsies for me I just, mm-hmm. it's just a, a time period. Like I can kind of get with the time period in terms of the history of it. Like it's interesting to me, but for some reason, the aesthetic of it, and I don't mean the actual aesthetic of the turn of the century in the United States. What I'm talking about is the weird uh, 70s obsession with that aesthetic. Yes. Oh. And, and so there was this weird moment where everything was all about shitty line drawings of Model Ts. Mm-hmm. Like every restaurant had like these disturbing um, reproductions of old newspapers. And yeah. by the way, post Civil War, every old newspaper just has ads for prosthetic limbs, which is not really what I want to be looking at when I'm oh. trying to eat, or like I'm eating an ice cream sundae and there's just the entire <laughs> tabletop is just drawings of wooden legs that cost fifty cents or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Where did that it, come from? It's just from? like a really. I think it's just that that thing where there's like a certain number of decades or centuries and then everybody circles back to an aesthetic, right? Like right now, the kids are all about looking like their 90s Buffy the Vampire Slayer bullshit, Yeah, right? totally. Mm-hmm. It's like there's just a set amount of time where things roll over. It's like we're really into the occult at this yeah. point, at this point, at this point. I would but- like to blame uh, Terrence Malick and... Uh, <gasps> Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You're saying Days of Heaven? Days of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Days Butch of heaven. Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Michael Cimino, uh, fucking Heaven's Gate. Like, Ooh. like all of those are all like the earliest that I can think of pop mm-hmm. culture representations of that era. Oh. But mm-hmm. 
what did y'all think of uh, British lady, British hearts, <laughs> ladies, um, outfit in the beginning in the in the We Britain scene? I don't remember her outfit um, in the beginning. I remember her outfit later that I loved. She had the fl- I, she had the big white fedora and the like. Mm-hmm. Like she looked like Christy McVie. I thought it was really. I thought it was really cute. I <laughs> I felt like it was. I thought it was like just a riff on the uh, Bonnie and Clyde, like the Faye Dunaway thing, the yes. Faye Dunaway like Chinatown kind of situation. Fuck, right? Bonnie and Clyde. That's the that's the yeah. early one. That's the real early one. Yeah, and that's that's partly to blame for that that aesthetic too. I think. I mean, they were like Waluigi Wa- Wario versions of the Hearts. Like they were like the evil <laughs> versions of which I love, and I want them to come back. I want that to be a recurring thing. For British eyes only. For <laughs> British eyes only. What is that? From Arrested Development. That's what oh. re, We Britain is a uh, oh. Arrested Development joke. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, and I called it We Britain because one, they never left Los Angeles. The when mm. you see outside the window <laughs> of the car shop in London, uh-huh. it's all American cars driving on the right hand side of the road. <laughs> and I was just like, "Come yeah. on, guys! Like, get a little better at this." I I liked this episode. I don't know. You guys didn't like it. I had a fun. T- I had well, a really good time watching it. We're not rating it yet, I guess. No. It it feels it feels like Joe. You just are more open to the model. <sighs> T yeah. <laughs> turn, turn of the century. Yes, I could not. And maybe Eric and I are. I couldn't stop laughing when they were in that car chase. I thought it was so funny. And he's throwing champagne the bottles. Twenty mile what an the hour. Fuck? Okay, yeah. why do men throw things like this in Heart to Heart? Men throw things very weird. <sighs> yeah. Like he kept picking up bottles of champagne, raising them above his head, and then throwing them directly at the ground, uh, supposedly I, yeah. to puncture the tires. But it's like throw it at them. Like they're in a. They're in a. There's no top to their car. They can he can hit them with a champagne mm-hmm. bottle, which would do a little more damage. Yeah. It would slow them down. Smash Jennifer in the face with a champagne bottle. That would probably <laughs> veer her off the road. So Jennifer's white overalls. Yes, oh. that's exactly what I was going to say. Yes, I feel like everyone around my age, like give or take five above and five below, had those same white overalls at that exact same time. Mm-hmm. Um. I only had them because I was forced to be in a religious uh, children's musical where we all wore <laughs> white overalls. Was what? it Godspell? <laughs> um, I wish it was Godspell. Jesus Christ um, Superstar. It just, uh, I feel I've said all I, I'm going to say about that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to kick the door open and then slam it shut. I'm just saying that I had those overalls and the overalls were good. Yes. Yeah. I love the, the musical was not. Oh. <laughs> I loved her overalls and I love Jonathan's jumpsuit, but it felt yeah, they were like pure blinding white at the beginning mm-hmm. of those scenes. Like they obviously had just been bought and they were, and then Max is there too. And his are like disgusting and grimy <laughs> and it felt very classist. Like it was like, <gasps> why do you need to like show that like disparaging thing between them? It was weird, but I mean, it's like Max. Oh. So it's like, yeah, obviously he like is the, the like handyman. He works on cars and shit. So he would have dirtier overalls coveralls i think it was because he was there he was at the garage for the crap game the after hours crap game oh like max knows knows all of all the games yeah all the crap games he used to shoot it with his dad before bed i was a big fan of jennifer's hot pink suit that she wore when she picked up the car yeah that's what you wear when you're so pissed off at your husband (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally i can't remember the other present like where she's specifically listing the disappointing self-serving presents just like when he bought me the pool table and when he bought me the season tickets to the rams dumb this is a dumb present i also really like um bizarro jennifer whatever her name is do we know their names the evil version of them it's isn't it they had names louise louise okay louise Louise was wearing, it was kind of just a boring white dress when they went to see, they went to the Hart's house and Mm -hmm. Jonathan seems to not find this suspicious at all, like that they show up at their house and want to buy the car. Did they, I don't remember if they explained that away or something, but Jonathan, I don't think was suspicious at this point of them. Well, Well, he was suspicious of them. I. Jonathan's uh, yeah. suspicious of everyone in the world, but he's always like, I'll give you five minutes. Right, like that's, I'll yeah, that's out. that's his routine. Like I feel like he mm-hmm. was suspicious with them in the Wee Britain car shop 
uh, <laughs> he was because he wouldn't. I don't think he would have bought the car if they wouldn't have kept right. trying to yeah. bid. He well, wanted to see how far they would go. Yeah. Anyways, she had the white dress on that was kind of a boring dress. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. fine. It was a basic, but it, like she would, had tied it with this like super bright multicolored cord. Yeah. And I was like, damn. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> oh shit. Yes. Pulled mm-hmm. it together. <laughs> and then the guy's clothes are so boring. They're all just like suits. Yeah, except for yeah. Jonathan's cute little wool pants with suspenders. Yeah. Get up. Yeah. I feel like Louise needs to work on, I don't know if she's actually meant to be British or if she's a Soviet uh, person, like if she's like Nikita, like trying to pretend to be British, but (laughs) I feel like she doesn't know how to apologize. Well, for starters, she doesn't know how to be inconspicuous because you don't dress like Faye Dunaway and then uh, dig the heel of your shoe into yes. some uh, total stranger's <laughs> foot at the Wee Britain car shop. But Louise, when that. they're at, like they get to the house, which is so creepy. By the way, we're omitting the fact that they murdered someone to get the address to the Hart's house. <laughs> yeah, they murdered the old car dealer. They murdered that old hustler. <laughs> yes. Um, but Louise says, oh, I want to apologize for the unforgivable behavior. And it's like, wait. I know this is not the point, but if it's unforgivable, why bother apologizing? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I think I think Louise is ESL. That's not a normal <laughs> thing for someone to say. She I, clearly doesn't know what some of those words mean. I would have appreciated if they would have turned out to be Russian. Yeah. Were, were they or not? Possibly. Yes. They, I were. they were. I mean, because yeah. the whole plot of the episode, the car was like stopped over in Moscow for a minute and then they had, they like retooled it. Where they completely rebuilt it with <laughs> yeah, new to parts. To turn it into a transformer satellite. <laughs> the Greek alphabet. The, yeah. The right. Where Jennifer's like, I know the Greek alphabet because of that story that I wrote on Greek architecture. <laughs> I thought she was for Greek sure going to say like, architecture. because she was in a sorority. <laughs> I, that would right. that would have worked. My first note, though, was she stepped on his foot because I love that moment <laughs> because Jonathan is like outbidding them, which is such an uncomfortable. If I was in so that weird. situation, I would be so uncomfortable. I would not like I wouldn't want to be there. But it shows like Jonathan right. is rich. He's a rich guy. So he feels entitled, I guess. But then they're like, he's like, no hard feelings. And she says, I, he says, I hope you don't think I'm a heel. And then she mm-hmm. is like, this is a heel. And then steps on his foot with her high heel. shoe, <laughs> And it's like, that's not a way an adult would behave and they made them that's not how a british person would behave no FYI. no so, so they were russian that's your first clue that they are russian spies, <laughs> <They're> russian spies. <laughs> they are um, they totally are and in and you know 1979 um 1979 like one of the headlines that year is like six soviet spies arrested oh. uh and charged <laughs> espionage it was like this weird that wasn't um an american thing although there were a number of americans charged with espionage that year like kind of well-known mm-hmm. uh cases but the one where they arrested six soviet spies which seems like an excessive number to be able to arrest but it was some sort of weird plot where they were like trying to infiltrate into the egyptian government Whoa. and uh somehow convert just enough egyptians Hmm. to become communists (laughs) just enough egyptians yeah i I, they weren't doing it very well because six of them got arrested (laughs) that's a fail um yeah 1979 everybody cold war yeah cold war prime cold war the other thing that happens is that after jonathan buys the car from the the man the hustler he says are you in the rock and roll industry and then jonathan yes, says I love that. yes and, and then does this, like, like a hand pump thing motion you find any chance in the rock and roll industry yes i am uh, and then there's like a bill and ted like guitar squeal yeah. <laughs> and we weren't sure what that was supposed to mean. <laughs> I guess it's because the only people in their right minds that would buy those stupid cars are like everyone just pictures like Brian Jones or yeah. something, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's oh. that was my assumption. Pretty much just Brian Jones or like Keith Moon or something. I was right? going to say Keith right. Moon. <laughs> yeah, like, so... like, oh, I'm buying a Keith Moon mobile. <laughs> this the world's dumbest car that goes 20, 20 <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah. Or Paul Williams, who I assume <laughs> made the, who I assume is responsible for the music during the fucking rally because that fucking 
penny farthing ass like <laughs> 70s disco penny farthing music drives me up the wall and Paul Williams right. whom I adore I love Paul Williams he was the harbinger of that doom and oh, no. uh, oh my god mm. what the fuck sorry I'm just thinking of more gross food that I think would be at that stupid old car picnic and I feel like Everything tastes like violets or something. <laughs> yes, medicinal flowers. Oh yeah, like dandelion, like soda. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that they had their food was under glass on their little picnic area, and their blanket mm-hmm. was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved the little glass dome that she had, and I kind of want it. Do you think the the heart industry has a um, music label? <laughs> Do you think he was being honest about being in the music industry? Um, why don't you wait and see? Oh, okay. Oh, oh interesting. Because um, we did get some hints about. Well, yep, he had an idea about transistors. Yeah, there are twenty interconnected businesses. Whoa, and one of them that, is that a, make up Heart Industries, a record label. I, I'm sorry that I'm, I just can't stop talking about the stupid car show at Griffith Park, hmm. but it's because that scene has so many things that I can't stand in it. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's awful. It's, it's, it's awful. It's like eating outside. It's very old timey. So I feel like it smells like an old lady's purse or like <laughs> overly perfumed soap. And then like you're eating in front of people, but you're eating like this really gross stuff where it's like, it's an egg cream or it's a, it's a phosphate or something. A phosphate. You know, it's just like, and then it's like, oh, I got you some, some candy sticks or some garbage like that. Ooh, right. Candy rocks. Um, just, I just don't like that. And so, yeah, I'm just everything about it. I'm like, Ooh, and then the old timey cars. It's like, These women are also forced to eat in corsets, which is God, yeah, ridiculous. You feel full after one grape. (laughs) Uh, I had the opposite reaction to that scene. I loved it. I know you love it, Joe. This is this is really interesting to me. (laughs) I was like so into it. I feel like I'm going to try and find. I feel like there's there's stuff from that 70s love of the of the turn of the century like in my house because mm. you can't go to a thrift store without seeing some sort of hilarious like throwback thing or like even like Avon remember when Avon would make like men's cologne and they had yeah. the bottles in the shape of the old timey cars like I think that's mm. really um, a strong indicator of, of that the cultural power of that aesthetic at that moment but it's funny it's because i mean you're going back like so now 2020 uh mm-hmm. the 90s is like the thing but in 1979 the turn of the century being the like trendy thing is crazy because yeah, it's going I, back 80 years oh, well, i can't explain it i think eric's onto something because it very much did start to show up in cinema um, yes, and, and television. So it was something where people were really like the it girls. Like I, you think of what's her face in Bonnie and Clyde. You think of Faye Dunaway in Bonnie and Clyde and Warren Beatty. Like everyone is just like it's iconic. You know, the minute that drops, everyone's like, I want to be Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You know, who wouldn't want to be Newman and Redford, right? Black mm-hmm. people. That's who. Um, it's it's really it's really, <laughs> now who's being racist. This, this is always a thing where I'm where I'm like like anytime there's some sort of cultural obsession with a uh, a period <laughs> where black people are basically uh, three fifths of a human being. Yeah, I I'm like no this <laughs> this whole thing is awful. When everybody's like, what time period would you want to live? And it's like, am I still me? Yeah. That's the thing. Do I have rights? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's, for yeah, me, it's... I, gay and black. I'm like, well, now, I, twenty years from now, like, how about that? Yeah, into the future. Yeah. Or like ancient Greece, because it was just like a fuck all. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just a giant orgy for all gay men, apparently. I mean, I think it is interesting when people, you know, it's it's a very myopic perspective when things bubble back up like that, right? And everybody's like, oh wow, you know, it's it's nostalgia, which by its very nature eliminates yeah all the bad shit right mm-hmm. but when you're just just like just removing entire cultural groups of people i think the reason that i'm not like yeah motherfucker yeah is because as an asian person and as a half asian person and as a female i don't even consider the fact that i might even be considered because mm-hmm. i'm not like yeah. we're not even there like we're invisible um, which in some ways is better, I think, than being targeted and then erased. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, it's just complicated, right? But either way, Joe, that aesthetic is horrifying. <laughs> it's, it's Please gross. reconsider. Yeah. Please reconsider. You guys gave me all these like racial reasons that I can't argue with. Like, well, I just don't, I, like don't even think of it in racial terms. Think of it in social terms. Like, oh it's, yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, and it's not nostalgia because it's all like it's perpetuated by people who were not alive then. So there is right. no such thing as nostalgia for something you haven't experienced. It's that golden age syndrome. Yeah. And I'm all about like like referencing these eras and and taking whatever you want from the art uh, because that's what it's there for. Well, that's what but, they were doing. Yeah. The art is the fashion. But that, but uh, the car rally that wasn't art. Like, oh no. Was- <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. You don't think it's racist to like dress up in clothing from that no. era, do you? No, I don't. Well, it is. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. I just loved seeing Jennifer and Jonathan like jump into the, like, no, no, they're trying to like steal our car. And then they jump into their car and then they like zoom off in these dumb. It's the most Austin Powers. Yes. The Austin Powers, Austin Powers yeah. I was oh. so delighted by it though. And I the just music, loved it. They, they played that, that classic cartoon, like, we're in a we're in a chase. Oh, William Tell overture. Thank you. Right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was so, so funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, a wacky episode yes, for sure. I it, mean, it's not I don't think it's it's certainly not the worst. Mm-hmm. But it's just something where <laughs> I guess it, <laughs> when you said that it's like a the plot of a kid's show, it's totally like a Sid Marty Croft. Uh, Saturday morning live action. Exactly. Exactly. Especially when they build the satellite thing, that always seems like it. <laughs> pro- okay. But in kids, so it's like stupid. we're going to build the thing, and it's like, oh my god, with our comically giant wrench. <laughs> yeah, that as, was dumb. As stupid as that was, that was my favorite part of the entire episode. Yeah, because you're finally figuring out like, what the fuck is this car? Like, why do they want this, this car? So they bad? really played the plot close to the chest on this one. Like, yeah, they did like, a good job. I had no idea what was going on until the very end of the episode like because i was like why is this guy why is this american cop in the uk for one yeah and then i was like okay why is this american cop possibly on the side of these british people who are trying to get the car i mean honestly this wasn't bad like it was no i it liked was played it. out really well it's just <laughs> the contents <laughs> and we forgot the to say wacky because in the last episode the bad guy shows up with like very ominous music it's like a shot of his legs <laughs> walking up and Vince. it's like this like vince's theme Vince, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's like there's no mystery really whatsoever in that it's like he's the bad guy and he's the bad guy until the end when he mm-hmm. gets the shit kicked out of him by jonathan this one you're like yeah. there's that whole government agency you're not really sure what they're doing but there i thought yeah. it was really funny when they pulled out he, that guy pulled a gun out and it was like this ominous music and like this zoom up on the gun when the bizarro hearts had already murdered somebody with a gun so it was like well yeah like we already knew they had a gun like it's not yeah. that scary now oh yeah i was really <laughs> Was anyone else perplexed by the fact that Jennifer, instead of shooting the Jennifer's holding a gun while yeah. Jonathan is getting attacked by the British guy, and instead of shooting Rose him or shooting at him, yeah, she throws the gun so to Jonathan, who is, is who is occupied. Something I've asked my friend before, which I'm kind of perplexed by, but Ellen, maybe you have a female perspective, if that's okay to say. Is this is this about throwing guns? No, it's just like in every movie. We are very good at that. Yeah. In every movie, there's like people, there's an attack happens and the men are fighting. And then there's a, a girl standing in the corner, just like not sure what to do, just scared. But do you think... Ellen, if you were in the room with us right now and a man came in and just like attacked, <laughs> like two men run in and attack Eric and I, would you, do you think you would just naturally stand up against the wall and like start shrieking and like waving your hands? Or do you think you would like fight them? Eric, do you want to answer for me? Or <laughs> I, I, I answer? wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. I, w- I wouldn't dare take this from you. And why? Because you know that I would fly through the computer screen and choke the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, Ellen, I think, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the wrong lady to ask. Ellen, and maybe. I Ellen's lady the honey badger of this podcast. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I, have, I have a lot of, uh, of in, inexplicable 
and according to my therapist, seemingly unremovable rage. Um, <laughs> unremovable. And unremovable. Your rage seems unremovable. <laughs> it's just, I, I just, uh, I'm the person where I always just think like, if I start, I'm not going to stop. Yeah. And that yes. will be bad. So you know, Eric, like Eric I, and I, I'm the personality where they have to pull you off. Yeah. And then everybody never looks at you the same. Again. Eric and I would be up against the wall holding guns the wrong way. And we, then, like we, throwing guns no, to me, you. Me and Joe would be like, Ellen, um, <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's dead. He's already dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please stop. It's everything where the cops like. This is overkill. It's clearly personal. I think that's like a really sexist trope in movies. Like, honestly, I think it's like uh, if a person came in and started attacking your loved one, I think you would just attack. Like, oh, you yes. wouldn't be like 100%. But like women in films and TV shows are, are caught between this fight or flight and they just get like paralyzed, basically, like Jennifer in the scene. She just stands in the corner. I mean, she sprays the other woman with a hose, which is yeah. funny and great. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. and also after she throws the gun to Jonathan, she just jumps down into the well yeah. of the garage. Oh, because the gun goes down there. Did it? Oh, yeah. She goes. She, she like, yeah. Right. She goes to get the gun. She threw the gun. <laughs> that whole fight scene was really confusing in a bad way. It hit the bumper and like went down in the like mechanic trench. But mm. like. I just think if someone was attacking attacking your loved one, you would just attack them. I don't think. And she had a gun in her hand. Well, also, you would. Um, she would learn she... to shoot a gun. <laughs> she needs to learn to shoot a gun. If she's going to get embroiled in murder plots over and over again, she should learn her she's way. She's already a been gun. shot at three times. I know. <laughs> yeah, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I think it's interesting. I, I think we've talked about this before, where there's always just those standard reactions it's like in the 70s disaster movies where people are divided into like these various categories right there's always like like the gene hackman in the poseidon adventure is a great example right where there's always like the unexpected hero like the who someone who emerges to be like the uh heart of gold charismatic leader there's the person that gets hysterical and has to be slapped there's the person that is frantically looking for a way to betray everyone and they're always like oh ha, i got it like the it's beautiful man in raiders of the lost ark or whatever and then <laughs> head blows up you know like that same look on their face yeah and you know then there's it's there's just always just a, a thing that people fall into and i want to believe that those 70s disaster movies like that towering inferno did not invent that idea that that's just actually something rooted in reality that those are like standard like fight flight stay and be an asshole um type human nature reactions and so i think like the classic like the woman like it's just like the mouse comes in the kitchen and the woman's on the kitchen table like jumping up and down and screaming it is sexist um but I also think that that idea and that representation has influenced the way that women act in real life. I agree. Because if a woman's yes. with her or her child and her child's about to get hit by a car, that woman's not going to stand there pressed against a tree screaming. No. She's going to do what she needs to do. But mm -hmm. I think when you're in a mixed environment, it's different. And I think it's because of those ideas, which are clearly made up by men mm -hmm. in order to diminish women and to keep women needing men. Yeah. It's yeah. social conditioning that's been happening forever. It's totally. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite lines though, was Jennifer when she's again, trying to convince Jonathan to like, let's get the fuck out of this plot that we're embroiled <laughs> in. Like, let's be sensible and not lose our lives. Why do we keep getting into these situations? Yeah. She says, I look lousy in a black veil. And I was like, it took me a second oh, to I understand what she was talking about, but I was like, damn, that's such a great line. Another great line. Like, yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. I'm she's back. Yeah. My Jennifer is back. Totally. I'm so happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She went into the darkness there. She did. But then yeah. there's that, there's that, that crazy back and forth where she's like, how do we keep getting involved in these things? Excitement. <laughs> Romance. <laughs> That's why we got married. It's like that's why people get married. Yeah, he mistake he mistakes uh, drama. <laughs> he mistakes drama for romance, <clears throat> uh, which is the death of oh, most relationships. I thought you were going to say he mistakes sex for romance. No, I think he knows what sex is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's really into that. Uh, he sends Max to the movies. Oh yeah, they're like there's seven hours before we can call London. What should we do? And then yeah, he tackles and like, her on tackles her. Let's fuck. Right, what should we do? It's yeah. The answer is it. We Marathon should, yeah, we should do it. Fuck fest. And, for I, seven no, hours. and and Jennifer's into it. She's like, yeah. he says, I sent Max to the movies, and she says, a double feature. <laughs> 
Yeah. I wonder what movies Max watched. <laughs> uh, an Unmarried Woman and Tootsie. 79? Yeah, Tootsie. <laughs> no, it wasn't Tootsie. But <laughs> I wonder if he took the, the child, Jonathan Alien. Hart. Jonathan Hart Jr. <laughs> and yeah. the Muppet movie. He took Jonathan Hart Jr. to the Muppet movie and Alien. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Star Wars. Didn't Star Wars come out 79? 77. No. Oh, no. Fuck. He okay. was no, he was playing he was playing craps at that garage that they ended up at. Yeah. Which is like he said in the past episode too, like his dad used to they used to play craps before going to bed. And I was like, does that mean they like he lived near a casino or did they just have a crap stable in their living room that they craps, would like? Craps can be played on, on any floor. Really? Any, flo- any floor, if there's a wall nearby, you can play craps. Okay. I don't know yeah. anything about craps. It's just like rolling dice that... I'll teach you, kid. Okay, We're going to play craps. Thanks, Max. <laughs> <laughs> One of the notes I wrote was that Lee Tari was the guy working on the dock and Lee Tari is this, like, uh, this amazing black actor who... Had a very short career. He died at 40 uh, of a heart attack. I, I just, I loved him and I love his face and I love his features. And he's, I always remember him. He was also in like Amazon Women he's, on the Moon. He plays a shit. dock worker in this episode. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's like, you're going to look really good waiting in the gas line. Oh, and she did. She does because a boyfriend, girlfriend slash husband and wife team <laughs> come up to, yeah. s- to to like do this rehearsed sexual harassment to Jennifer as she's yeah, driving back. on the freeway. Yeah, on the freeway. They pull up next to her and the girl says... That's a terrific looking body! Yeah, the car's not bad either. How long were the... that Was that couple thinking about that to say that? It's so <laughs> weird. And it's like this tag team sexual harassment from these like swinger couple that yeah or they were just trying to fuck maybe it's i mean she wasn't mad example that people that like those old timing cars are totally insane and just like creeps yeah, yeah totally mm-hmm. i mean if she was into it i guess it wouldn't have been creepy it would have been fine she wanted to make a pit stop to do I it i feel like she wasn't into it no no she wasn't well she, she was laughed. she was i think she was flattered i think it was if it was just a dude she would have like she would, she would just crash the car into him. Her car would have just like splintered apart like toothpicks. She, I believe that that hot pink suit would have allowed her to do a front flip and land perfectly steady on her heels, like Mario Kart. And then she would brush her hair off and walk the rest of the way home. Uh, there, there's really not much else to talk about in this episode. It's um, like we, re- we really like ripped through it. Well, I did want to say the other thing that Jonathan, he gave a hint to his like success where he says, do you remember when I, like he says a couple years ago when I just had about a thousand dollars to my name and an idea about transistors. Mm-hmm. And so he built his empire around transistors. Which, which makes him, if we're, if we're going to compare him to a, to a current day, billionaire mm-hmm. it makes him bill gates yeah mm-hmm. or computers. steve wozniak <laughs> mm-hmm. or paul allen but it also speaks to the age of jonathan at that point right so we know jonathan fought in korea or he served in the military in korea mm-hmm. robert wagner at when they started filming the show i think was um 50 was he 50 oh um, so he would have been Stephanie Powers was 37 and I think he's a dozen or more years older than her. That's crazy. Yeah. He was 50 years old. Yeah. He looks amazing. That explains why they, uh, never show his navel. <laughs> I was, uh, there was, <laughs> there's another great what? shirtless scene. Okay. I do want to talk about the final, <laughs> the final scene. Oh, thank God for IMDb. Um, the final scene of this, sh- of this episode where Jennifer gives him the fur coat that he then uh-huh. immediately puts on. And yeah. I got to yeah, say, like he, Joe Namath, like looked, Joe Namath. Yeah. He looked good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's shirtless in pajama bottoms. His pajama bottoms are pulled up over his navel. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you never see his belly button. Like that must be the male equivalent of a nipple in 70s television. <laughs> It might be that if you want your show to go into syndication, they can't show a navel at a certain point in the day or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Before, that could be true. No, I mean, but seriously, right? Where it's like they until after 8 o'clock or something, you couldn't show I wonder. this or that or the other thing. And yeah. so if you wanted the show to be syndicated, you wouldn't have that. So you'd have to have his pajama bottoms up over it, tied <laughs> so tightly, that yes, string. Yes, very tightly. It was like his own little corset. But he did look good. Yeah, he looked great. Uh 
Kim, can I guess we... I was busy looking at the coat, which is yeah. just shows you who my true loves. <laughs> and also I want to talk about at some point about the painting that's over their bed, because I've tried really hard to figure out who made that painting. Look, I've, I brought I it up because I'm like, what the fuck? Why did they have this yeah. painting above their bed? Also, who did that painting? Cause I kind of want it. I'm going to find out. I was going to ask you out. because Ellen is our, our, I would say our resident art expert. <laughs> It's like but a yeah, group it's, of it's five black women on yeah. a park bench in different and contemporary. outfits. And it's yeah, it's great. It's Beautiful. a great painting. It's really cool. And yeah. it seemed to me it struck me as like, this is what they have about their bed. Mm. But it, then it made me think like, oh, I think they're even cooler now. And it's above the bed um in the pilot as well. Like, I mean, it's consistently there. That's mm. great. I wanted to say the only the last thing I wanted to say about this episode is if I was rich enough to be the Hart's neighbors, I was thinking about the heart the neighbors when they he because at a certain point the guy the bizarro version of Jonathan comes and tries to steal the car in the middle of the night uh, and they get in a fight mm-hmm. and they're yelling and if I was and their shooting. neighbors and the shooting shooting yeah he shoots his gun oh it, shit yeah again ricochet ricochets off of one of their. Uh, iron trees. Yeah. I imagine myself as like an elderly lady having tea with like friends on my porch as their neighbors. And I would be under my breath. I would just be like, that couple is fucking trash because they're (laughs) always getting in fights in their driveway. They have like, there's like gun. I'm sure there's, there's like gunfire going off. Like every other week there's like shots going off. They're always screaming at each other. And now there's broken down cars on their lawn. There's broken down cars on their lawn (laughs) that are actually satellite dishes. There's like so much shooting going on. It's like they're so trashy. <laughs> well, and so I know that the hearts aren't actually supposed to be living in Brentwood. But I guess when I think of Brentwood and I think of neighbors in Brentwood, it's all people that are watching Nick at night mm. and then walking their dogs while people get stabbed to death. Yeah, that's I just think of OJ. Ooh. Brentwood is forever associated with OJ Simpson for me. That's where that happened. I didn't yeah. know. They're trashy neighbors. They are trashy neighbors. <laughs> I love Jennifer's... that idea. I would love a, an episode of the neighbors, like the Hearts neighbors, yeah. just like waiting to Watching. call. If that house is on forty-five <laughs> acres and there's a like a gate, nobody knows what's happening. In uh, you're right. You're right. That's true. You can. Yeah, they're just like hunting poor people. That's what the gunfire <laughs> is. They're they're most dangerous. I mean, gaming. they've got the acreage for it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I guess it's time for pick your poke. I'm in trouble because I didn't really choose. I mean, what's yours? I, I, (laughs) what (laughs) go start. It's, it's Jonathan. Yeah. Mine's too. It's Jonathan. Yeah. There was a moment where it might've been the CIA guy because there's a scene, (laughs) there's a scene where it's like an extreme close up on him (laughs) and it's like, Oh, you're kind of you're kind of Orbaki and handsome and you have these giant meat paws mm-hmm. and I love yeah the lips were good mm-hmm. but he he veers into that dad friend territory for me mm-hmm. like it was the mm-hmm. and I love a receding hairline I genuinely think it's attractive but sorry that I'm over here pantomiming all of the features. Like I'm pointing, pointing at my own lips and rubbing the top of my head. Yes. He looked so much like Ellen. I just was very, yeah. I'm just doing the prompts. Like, come on, honey, you can do this. Just like we talked about. Just like we talked about, honey. But yeah, no, it's, it's, he was, he was attractive. So I thought he was attractive. I thought he was very attractive. But there, yeah. w- there was like a, <laughs> there was a moment where I was like, no, you really, you genuinely look like, a dad friend. Yeah. But that's going to be every man in these episodes. I Almost. Feel. But I fear for you, know, you. Sometimes there's a hot one. Yeah. Sometimes there's events. Mine's when it, when a dad becomes a daddy. Mine is <laughs> finally, I was trying to resist, but it's finally Jonathan because like in this episode, uh, my note was there's a lot of Jonathan cleavage. Jonathan's cleavage is popping out all over the episode. Yeah, I think it's Jonathan for me too because it's because he was so horny this episode. Yeah. He was just so like virile. Ellen? Hmm. <laughs> um, just to just, just to circle back for one second. I have to say I do appreciate how direct Jonathan is. That's something that I appreciate in my own life. Yeah. Wait, I, I also appreciate that. What are you talking about specifically? His I I want to fuck. 
Oh, oh, I see. Uh, oh, I thought I you were think talking it, about all I scene. think about is fucking you. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freeze frame. Mm-hmm. Which is also what a great like. The end of this episode is silly and corny and 70s television as it is. Mm-hmm. What a great ending. Like, all I think about is having sex with you. End. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so she was hot. Right, like That's so sexy. Heart stop. Yeah. yeah, heart stop. And it was a bookend on her being yeah, insecure about him cheating on her, yeah. which was great. Wait, but you didn't pick a poke, Ellen. Ellen. Um, I guess I've got to go with Louise. Mm, okay. Oh, Louisa. Mm-hmm. Louisa. Yeah, whatever. Oh. Just because I'm not saying that that's she wouldn't normally be for me, I don't think. But I guess because she just puts it on a plate and much like I'm saying, I I would appreciate directness such as Jonathan has uh, that. I appreciate that in my own life. I got to give it to her. Also, it's like, you know what? Get the job done. Mm-hmm. Like do it, whatever, whatever it takes. Get that weird satellite car thing. However, you're gonna get it. Yeah, that Russian satellite, uh, Greek car transformer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was I mean, a little more bothered than you were by her insinuation that her vagina is like worth one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that. That was <laughs> they when they split up. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't successful, and there was nothing that made it seem like it would work leading up to that. Mm. So I feel like that's just maybe in the Soviet spy handbook where it's like, look, if you offer the money and you offer twice as much money and then you, and you go all the way there and you kill the old man and you do what and this and this and this and this doesn't work. And you have a bad feeling about what's his face, not being able to close the deal either. Like all you have left my Nikita is. (laughs) Yeah. Your Nikita. Nikita. (laughs) Yeah. I whip out the bottle of fur. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, yeah but she has a great line after the fact when he turns he shoots her down he's like i'm a happily married man and she was like oh well you'll still be married only much happier well the jonathan turned me on even more when he said i'm sorry you'll have to talk to my wife <laughs> oh uh all right let's do this ratings you mean yeah i'm giving this four hearts because Ooh. i love bizarro hearts and <laughs> I think that's a good. I wish they would. That I sounds like they're not bringing him back, but I wish they would have this these like arch nemesis, like evil versions of themselves. These <laughs> Russian spies turned English people. <clears throat> and I loved that it was so weird the car thing. I don't have the like weird the like <laughs> turn of the century uh, thing that you guys have of like not liking that. <laughs> Uh, I love it. And I thought it was so silly. It felt like you could replace Jonathan with Kermit and Jennifer with Miss Biggie. And it would be like very <laughs> like Ew. the same scene. That's actually an scene. accurate. That's an accurate yeah. analogy. Like this is yeah. very Muppet Muppety. movie. The, the whole that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, loved... the, and 1979 is absolutely when the Muppet movie came out. Yeah. yeah. Paul Williams. And I feel like we're getting yep. back to the good fashion. Like they do things like it's very clear that. Jonathan and Jennifer do things so that they get to wear certain fashions. Like they did yes. that car show because they wanted to dress up like that. They went to the garage because they wanted these brand new like jumpsuits on. That's why right. they do things and they love like the look, the aesthetic of it. And this episode, I mean, is you guys getting... do that, right? I do that. Uh, so, no? yeah, no, I don't know. I, so, I can't think of it. Like, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, I, when I, buy clothes that aren't just like regular basic ass clothes i'm always like oh that's the thing i'm gonna wear to the emmy awards oh right yes okay i used to do that and i i have since been unable to afford clothing so Uh, (laughs) that doesn't happen anymore speaking of our patreon (laughs) yeah which we don't have yet yeah uh ellen rating Mm -hmm. i this is not a favorite episode of mine but i'm going to give it higher marks for two reasons um i'm gonna say that it, for me it's a three and a half mm. um and the majority of that is weighted on the sexiness of it mm-hmm. of the dialogue and the snappiness of jennifer's character in this episode 
because she just cracks on Jonathan so hard for buying her yet again a shitty birthday present. And for some reason, I just love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that too. So, but I, you know, and I'm, I'm taking off the extra one and a half hearts because um, as I've said repeatedly, I hate that specific era of old timey (laughs) shit. I totally hate it. I just hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it too. That's so it, but three, three and a half, and I, I think that that's fair. I want to reward, as Eric has pointed out, I want to reward the quality, and I feel like the dialogue and the characterizations are just hitting their stride with this episode, in despite the uh, omnipresent old timey bullshit. Mm-hmm. So it's tied for Jonathan Hart Jr. for you. Uh, different, yeah, different, mm-hmm. but <laughs> different but same, different but tied. Mm-hmm. Like uh, child, children and old timey cars. Like I just, yeah. I'm. I'm dying. disinterested. But um, one of my most favorite episodes is comes up next and it has all the things that I love. So that's the other reason I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could, I can give the nod to these episodes because I know that it's all going in the right direction. Okay. Well, we'll get to that synopsis and after Eric's rating. Yeah. uh, I'm also three and a half, three and a half hearts. I thought this was a fun episode. I really appreciated that the mystery was a mystery. Mm -hmm. I had no Mm -hmm. idea what was going on until the end of the episode. I really enjoyed when they took the car apart, like in French Connection, and Mm -hmm. then she found the Greek alphabet on the things, and then they were putting it together again based on the Greek alphabet. That kind of adventure shit is my jam. Like I mm-hmm. love a puzzle. Mm-hmm. I love I love codes. I love all that. I love that <laughs> shit so much. So to have that incorporated, even in this tiny, tiny way, uh, made mm-hmm. me really happy. I also love how sleazy this episode is. I love mm-hmm. that it was just like really about Jonathan wanting to fuck Jennifer. Jennifer yeah. really liking fucking Jonathan. Um, the yeah. the mm-hmm. bad guys thinking that sex is the way to win. Um, I love all that shit. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's just a children's episode. It's a Muppet movie (laughs) episode. It was like written by the Muppet movie. Yeah. But then they threw in sex jokes to make it adult. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, Yeah. three and a half, three and a half. Oh, and Freeway was in it. And Freeway was fucking adorable. He gave a vote of confidence. He gave a vote of confidence. He raised his hand. He was so cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed like that was a surprise, maybe ad lib moment, maybe possibly. No, I think that was pretty well. <laughs> really? Okay. Cause she was like, he's raising his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So we all liked it. We enjoyed it. Yeah. That episode gets a, a rating of 12 hearts, which is a heart attack. That's a heart attack. Yeah. That's a, that's Yay. a, that's a mid high heart attack. Yeah. I feel like, it's better than Jonathan Hart Jr. <clears throat> yes. Which I agree with. The, I agree with our yeah. ratings so far. Like, like this is... Passport to Murder has the highest rating. Hit Jennifer Hart has the lowest rating. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hit Jennifer Hart has 4.5. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so we have to have a special rating for a 15 heart episode because that's the maximum amount, right? Ooh. So we have to have like a special, like, is it an EKG? Is a, like a heart of gold? Heart of gold. Yeah. I like that. Oh, that's good. Okay. Heart of gold. And then what's a zero? I don't think we're ever going to have a zero. I can't imagine. It's a heart heart, failure, obviously. Or it's heartless. Yeah. Heartless. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally heartless. Yeah. I don't, I can't imagine we'll ever have a zero heart episode. I'd be so shocked. Yeah. I can't, I couldn't see that happening. But maybe the next one will be a heart. Yeah. Ellen, what's, what's the next, what's the next episode? It really is one of my favorites. Mm. Season one has a number of my favorites, but all right. Originally airing on October 23rd, 1979. Our next episode is You Made Me Kill You. <laughs> a deranged woman who works for Hard Industries has an obsession for Jonathan. Yes. She sees Jennifer as a threat to her fantasies of love and finds it essential to eliminate her. Ooh. Oh my God. This sounds like the Joker of Heart to Heart. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds amazing. I can't wait. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. 
uh, review us, give us five stars. Give us five dollars so that Eric can buy some like clothes to go to the classic car show with me. Yes, because they cost five dollars. <laughs> yeah. And uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Both are it was murder pod. If you can find these episodes somewhere, watch them and interact with us on any of these platforms. Our email is also it was murder pod at gmail. Um, so if you have any need to get a hold of us, please do. Uh, until next week, good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, freeway.